0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the second installment of The Wild Stallion and Sexy Guy, the latest Raven On subsection podcast phenomenon, brought to you by me, Natalie Bohensky. I'm the co-host, and joining me for more marvellous exploits is a man who, when you call him Battlestar, he'll demand you stop the vehicle it's Stuart late.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Natalie. Thank you. Hello, hello to you and hello to everyone. I, I You said brought to you by, and I'm like, wait, do we have a sponsor?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was improvising, Stu, and it sure, came out yes. wrong. Also, my interview <laughs> of Battlestar, that wasn't particularly good, but I was going to try and say something about the fact that you've been unwell this week, and then you're still here And I thought maybe that would be a bit patronizing. So I went with a a hastily contrived (laughs) other version. And now I've revealed to everybody what goes on inside my head as I attempt to, you know, make up funny intros for you on the spot. That's right. That's right. And it's just a small man with levers
1: pedaling furiously.
0: That's right. Inside my brain. Welcome, Stu. You have not been well, you poor thing.
1: I've been a bit amongst it. It's not COVID. It's it's officially not COVID. I know that for a fact. They tested me, but I have I have had a pretty nasty dose of something. So uh, if I sound a bit croaky today, that's why.
0: It's only adding to the magic. Only adding <laughs> texture and depth to the chocolate voiced mountain god. That's for sure. Do you know? I have not had a COVID test. Ever? Ever. I have not had
1: one. Do you know that this was actually my first? I haven't had one uh, up until uh, a couple of days ago. And it was not as crazy as people had led me to believe. I was ready for it to feel like they were basically just scrambling my brains. And it was just like a quick boop, boop and done. So Mm. I don't know. Maybe they didn't get in properly. Wasn't there
0: a big argument brewing because China wanted to do, like, rectal swabs they, or something
1: they like had, that? They said that, uh, yes, rectal swabs were considered much more uh, accurate for some reason. Uh, I, and, and there was the, there was a strong suggestion that perhaps it was more of a humiliation thing.
0: Right. That feels like it could be politically charged, so I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to comment on the geopolitics of America and China yes. debating whether to do rectal swaps.
1: Probably best to steer clear of that one.
0: I'll just steer clear of that one. But yes, I have not had a COVID test. I kind of want to get one, but also, you know, I don't want to lie and go up to them saying, "Yeah, I've just had a bit of a tickle in my throat," and it's not that I haven't had days where I've felt a bit under the weather in the last year. But I guess I haven't had anything that's made me really think it could be COVID. I'd like to think that I would go and have a test. I don't think I'm one of those people who's been like, hey, uh, I should isolate uh, and get a test. Uh, I'll be fine. I don't think I'm like that. But at the same time, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I think I'm invincible. (laughs) Maybe subconsciously I think I'm, you know, COVID proof. Anyway, we're here to talk the wild stallion and the sexy guy.
1: We sure are.
0: Episode two of that fine series is—is is it six episodes? I think I read somewhere.
1: I think so. Yeah, that's, that's a very good—that's good, that's a very good question.
0: It's quite <laughs> short. It's—it's it's quite
1: short. Yeah, well, they—they they say it's like a, a, a six-hour movie, which is not what I want from a television show, but—but but it's been pretty good so far.
0: Like the Snyder Cut was a four-hour TV show.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Right. <laughs>
0: So yes, we are into 2 of our adventure with uh, Bucky Barnes and um, Falcon. Not Black Falcon.
1: Very, <laughs> he makes that very clear.
0: Very clearly, Falcon is. Was he Black Falcon originally? Was that the joke there? Or
1: no, no. Although although it is a joke about how black superheroes tend to be called Black something.
0: Oh, like Black Panther and.
1: The Black Panther. Uh, DC has Black Lightning. It's a joke that like black superhero. You know, you don't you don't get called like White Superman. Uh, you know. <laughs>
0: Black is a cooler word though than white.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. That but might you know, essentialist
0: or something. I don't know. I could be cancelled over that. I'm not sure. But I feel like, you know, Black Falcon, Black Panther. It sounds cool. But you're right. You don't I need mean, a. Pan- it's,
1: redundant, it's redundant in the case of Black Panther because panthers are all black.
0: No, um, they're not. You can get coloured panthers, can as you? in like a, yeah, like a tabby coloured uh, panther. I know that because I was going to do a quiz sheet for one of the trivia nights that I host for my rescue, <laughs> and put that in as like a trick question: which one's the panther? Because they kind of look like, I guess, kind of like lions a bit. Then I guess that kind of colour, maybe a bit dappled, but not yeah, right, not, okay. not black. Mm. You can get non-black panthers.
1: Something different though, if they're a different color.
0: Possibly, but then there's the whole like the panther is the. the, It could be black panthers and jaguars. Like maybe jaguars are the black. We'll do some research.
1: (laughs) Well, I was going to say I think jaguars are like the tawny-colored panther.
0: Yes, but that's what I mean. They have a name. They
1: have a separate name. So like you know,
0: name, but they're still a panther. So if you're going, hey, this is a panther, you're technically correct.
1: Oh well, yes, but I, I think it's mostly it's mo- it, the, definitely within the universe of the show. It was a joke about you know black superheroes being called black something. That,
0: yes, and that's very fair. That's very fair. If you know about panthers, call in. You know, I'm open to being corrected. You know, maybe no, I'm, I'm joking. Of course, I'm open <laughs> to being corrected. <laughs> Should we do our Minute Challenge?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, So I went first last week. Do you want to go first this week? I
0: can go first this week. Look, I have just a kind of a bang, bang, bang list. I don't really have a lot of insights at this point. The first one that I wrote down, though, is because I found this out. Captain America is Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's son.
1: (laughs) Yes, I was going to mention this. Yeah, absolutely. So this is Wyatt Russell.
0: Wyatt Russell. Yes. He does sound like he should be out west, you know, wrestling cows or something.
1: I figured out why I didn't immediately spot him because he normally has like a pretty impressive beard. Right. I don't know whether you – if you look up pictures of him online, like like he has usually like a pretty impressive facial hair going on. Okay. And they've they've he's he's like gotten in shape and and clean shaven for this role.
0: The little cap chin strap is, mm. was kind of blocking his chin because he's got quite a pointy face, really. But the chin strap made him look like the the dude from Up.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, it did. Yeah.
0: That was the, the thing. So when he's take he takes that off, because he's sort of featured in the pre credit sequence in this episode, and he didn't look at all like he did in the uniform.
1: No, no, not at all.
0: It's weird, but yes. Yeah, so that's Goldie Horn and, and Kurt Russell, yet another offspring of Goldie Horn in the acting trade. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, it yeah. must be good to be the offspring of actors. I'm not saying that they don't have to work hard because obviously a lot of people would think they're very privileged and have it easy. So I'm sure they would have to work hard. <laughs> but at least they've grown up around the biz a bit. They can say, oh, yeah, my mum and dad are these people. And people will be mm. like, oh, cool. Well, that's good. I mean, genetically, you've probably got something there that's working for you. <laughs> I and mean, at least you'd know who to ask. You'd know how the business works. I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you would you would have it in. I mean, it, you, it's strange actually how many actors have parents who are also in show business in some mm. way.
0: Dynasties.
1: Yeah, there's that. dynasties that go on.
0: Acting dynasties. Yeah. So that was him, and I have a few few things about his attitude kind of changing over the course of the episode, which I thought yes. was,
1: yeah. was
0: kind of neat. He started off very introspective. He's Kind of stepping into the big boots of Captain America. He is obviously some sort of military hero in his own right. He's not just from central casting. He's a he has
1: three medals of honour, and that's
0: good apparently. I (laughs) just.
1: Yes, it's it's very good.
0: What's the one that they give you, the purple heart?
1: Uh, That was the best. Purple heart if you're injured injured in meritorious combat.
0: Oh, if you're injured, you get a purple heart.
1: Hang on, let me me double check because I think there's there's all sorts of things that happen with it.
0: I'm just looking up pictures of him, as you say, with a beard. He looks a bit more like a surfer bro. Exactly, and he tends
1: to have that energy when he's doing things.
0: California surfy dude vibe with the sort of longer, shaggier blonde hair and the ginger blonde beard and very, uh, yeah, bro, okay, let's go and smoke some weed. That was, <laughs> that was my impression. It was very good, I think.
1: So very, very good, yes, absolutely. I think, it was,
0: I think it was a very good impression. So, yeah, he's got all clean cut, military, not super straight back and sides with the hair. They've left a little bit of body and bounce in it, you know, because he's an actor, so he's got to look pretty. But he started quite introspectively and then by the end of the episode he was quite egotistical and I think his last words to the wild stallion and the sexy guy were stay out of my way (laughs) so he kind of goes this has this massive like ego jump it seems but I have a theory Stu I think that he might be on drugs or it's a response to the pressure of having to try and fill an unfillable position Mm. no that's not what the term I'm trying trying to step up to fill a role that you can never play. Yes. You'll never. You'll never be Steve Rogers. So I think that over the course, because it's only six episodes, which made me think they've got to condense. You know, they really condensed this one. They just kind of jumped straight to him being officially welcomed, I guess, and the others seeing it, and then going off on the next mission so there wasn't a lot of they're they're being very efficient with their storytelling is what I'm trying to say so I think they kind of efficiently have taken him from you know a lot of people expect things of me it's a big role to fill it's almost an impossible task and then by the end of it he's like hey stay out of my way I'm the government I'll make sure that we save the day and that kind of stuff and he's kind of aggressive so I think maybe if they're not jamming him to the eyeballs full of drugs then he might be you know on the roids taking too much meth I don't know I'm just, I, I think okay.
1: that's very that's a very astute observation. I, I think before because the thing is, we 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 exist in a universe. We find out that there are actually other super soldiers yes out there i don't think he is currently enhanced he certainly seem doesn't seem to be
0: they said that he tested off the charts for every possible category of strength and intelligence and speed and whatnot so he's he's like as superhuman as you can be without a super serum apparently
1: yeah, he's peak human and i think but i would be very surprised if we didn't see him perhaps by the end of the the series maybe access some of that serum
0: oh yeah He's chugging that down the back of the sheds.
1: For reference, um, just to cycle back to our uh, sidebar just now. Um, So uh, the Medal of Honor is the highest uh, personal decoration in the US military, which is for gallantry and intrepidly risking life above and beyond the call of duty. Mm -hmm. And a Purple Heart is specifically suffered for being wounded in combat.
0: Right. Okay. So he's got three Medals of
1: Honor. Three Medals of Honor.
0: Like, that's a lot.
1: It's hard to get one, is the point.
0: I would imagine it's virtually impossible to get one because they must have very high standards.
1: Although they tend to be awarded posthumously.
0: Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, then that's – yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that's what I've heard a lot about the Purple Hearts. They often go to people who've been killed in battle.
1: Yeah, they're, they're awarded They're awarded to every person who is killed in, in action. Yeah, yeah so.
0: kind of like – George Crosses and Victoria Crosses. And yes, exactly, the, yeah. the British handout. Okay, so we've got Captain America possibly on the gear, getting a little <laughs> bit cocky. Just a theory, just a theory, you know. We've got to have a bit of a discussion and frisson of expectations being met Absolutely. or not met. And then I think sort of what that leads to for me anyways, the next thing is how that I think you talked about it last week, the big action scene of each episode followed by yes. lots of conversations in rooms, <laughs> yes, and that was exactly. very, very much the format again Uh, this week. Absolutely.
1: We we got one action set piece and then a lot of people just standing around talking.
0: Yeah, or walking down the street talking. Which is fine. I mean, it's a TV
1: show. It's not a movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just noticed it this time because you would set that up last week. So I was like, oh, yep, okay, here's our fight scene. And the fight scenes happen quite early on in the episode.
1: Sure. Yeah, Yeah. And then
0: they're sort of dealing with the fallout of the fight scene, which makes narrative sense because this was them discovering that super soldiers exist.
1: Yes, so exactly. They
0: need to be able to deal with that, so they need to have that battle up front. And the Winter Soldier can jump out of a plane, apparently.
1: <laughs> well, don't forget, I mean, he's enhanced too. It's not just the arm; like he is strength enhanced and endu- endurance enhanced as well.
0: Yeah, because I forgot about that when they ran after the Falcon jumps out of the plane. Yes,
1: the yeah, deck, yeah.
0: And then he says, "Where's a the shoot?" They tell him it's too low for a shoot, and he's like, "Ah, oh, I don't need it anyway," and just jumps out. <laughs> I thought maybe his arm would act like a, like break his fall. Like that's well, what I, I thought figured. That's,
1: I figured that's what was going to happen. And then he just sort of like, he just woofs it and just crashes to the, yeah. the ground.
0: I did like how, uh, how Falcon <laughs> said, I got all of that on camera, you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was good banter. So then they end up in the warehouse and he just wants to go in all arms blazing and uh, take them all out. And Falcon's the more careful one. Yeah, saying and he, he's like, I've got a vibranium arm, and he says, and I can fly. Who gives a shit? Yeah, that's right. Which is really good. And then they had a bit of a pun at him, saying, Oh, look at you, all stealthy. Spend some time in Wakanda, and now you're White Panther. And now he said, Actually, panda, I'm yeah. I'm White Wolf. And I vaguely <laughs> remember that term. Can you explain to me what white, white Wolf
1: is, Stu? That that was what they called him in Wakanda um oh, while, that's not a sort of recuperating. it's not really to my knowledge I, I think that's more of a movies thing that they've just decided that's that's what his little code name is going to be
0: right because of course we all know who the other white wolf is
1: well of course Hollywood. of course Jon snow Jon snow
0: just having well, a
1: moment to- how does um how does how does this white wolf compare to that white wolf
0: look i've got to say they could just be the sexy guy and the sexy guy this show they're both so <laughs> beautiful I don't they know.
1: Are. They're good-looking men.
0: Anthony Mackie's facial features are so symmetrical. Like they're so—he's <laughs> like so chiseled, not like cut kind of, but like like made from clay. Like he's hmm. just so beautiful. And then he Sebastian has a, he Stan, has a
1: flawless face. It's it's insane.
0: Yeah, this is what I mean. Just flawless. Sebastian Stan's a little bit more grizzly because I think they're playing him like that, whereas sure. you know Falcon is like super clean-cut. But he's um, also
1: an incredibly pretty man.
0: He's super pretty. Like, I think they have to grit him up a bit. My friend Liz, who was actually over last night and we watched the episode together, she brought up on her phone when he was on screen, she was like, yeah, I saw him uh, in Broadway doing a play where he had his shirt off half of the show. (laughs) Here are some photos. (laughs) (laughs) And look, he's a very, very well put together young man.
1: He certainly is.
0: Let me just say that. Go you, Sebastian Stan. Well Fans done, have
1: actually been uh, calling for him to be the recast Luke Skywalker.
0: I could kind of
1: see that. Which it, is, it's crazy when you actually put them side by side, like Mark Hamill in Return of the Jedi and Sebastian Stan now. It's like, wow, actually. Yeah, I see it.
0: I just thought that they were going to CGI Luke Skywalker now for the rest of well, time. Well, I think,
1: I think they are. I don't think they'll recast Mark Hamill, but a lot of people were sort of fan casting him and saying, you yeah. know, if you want to have Luke Skywalker be a part of uh, Star Wars things going forward, you can just have Sebastian Stan. And I'm like, I think he's got stuff on. Uh, <laughs> I think he's got a pretty full slate. So, you know.
0: Well, he's in the Disney family. So they're well, after, yeah, they the- just
1: you'll pop across.
0: That's right. Uh, No contracts breached at all. So, yes, so they're both very, very uh, good-looking white wolves is what I'm saying. Moving on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What did he say to the psychologist? Like, thanks, Doctor, for making it weird. I'll just just say the same to me. That could be the outro to the show maybe. Thanks for making it weird. Thanks for making it weird. (laughs) Because I do make things weird. Um, (laughs) So, yes, so he – in that fight um Red wing got busted now red wing is like the little gizmo
1: oh, yeah it's it's, a, it's falcon's little uh drone that he he it, uses
0: is it sentient
1: uh no no it's a drone Why um, would I... I, it, probably, it probably has some uh, some element of AI the thing is in the comics it's a literal falcon
0: right so okay. in, in the
1: comics it's a bird <laughs> that makes
0: so much more sense Stu, because the way they were talking about this thing I'm like it's just a it's just like a little drony thing. He can just replace it. Everyone's like, I don't trust Red Wing. Well, I do trust Red Wing. I'm like, it's a machine. What are you – you can't – what? It makes so much sense that it was an actual bird. Why doesn't he have an actual bird? An actual bird would be so much – that's one of
1: those things that that was probably considered too goofy about five years ago when they first sort of introduced it.
0: Right. I I feel like if
1: it was introduced now, they would just make it a bird that he can psychically talk to, which is what it is in the comics. Oh, is Um, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but yeah, psychic
0: is a bit too woo-woo.
1: Yeah, like like they think, you know, it's a a bit silly because it is, but this is comics, so whatever. It's fine.
0: Do they not know that, like, the cutest thing on the internet are men who make friends with cats and then the cats sit on their shoulder and just walk around with them? (laughs) I feel like we we know that uh, it is the manliest thing to make friends with an animal. And then they're just constantly like perched on your shoulder or walking yeah, next to okay. you. I I would not take anything away from Sam Wilson's masculinity if he had an actual swear to God falcon, you know, just sitting on his, on his shoulder. And that way if mm-hmm. the falcon got injured, you'd actually feel sorry for it as opposed to the drone where I was like, why is everyone caring about this drone?
1: Yeah, what- why, why is this being treated like a character death? Yeah. I don't understand.
0: It's a drone.
1: It's a drone. He can build another one. He can repair it. It's fine. I'm sure we'll see Red Wing again. Yes. Red Wing exactly. Mark II. It's like the canines in the Doctor Who universe.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, that sort of confused me, but that makes sense now that you say it was an actual Falcon. The superhero, super soldiers serum. I loved the reveal of where they thought it was a hostage when they took off from the factory and they were stealing medicines or whatever. And Bucky runs after the, there's two trucks that pull out of this.
1: Yeah. That was weird. That was, he he, he goes after the first one because he he takes off running and he's really fast.
0: That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was sort of forgot to finish my thought on earlier. That's when I remembered, Oh, he's actually like a super dude. Yeah. (laughs) It's not just the arm. He can run fast. And I think they did that at a really low, long angle because I think that CGI was a bit ropey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, it, it just looked a bit ropey and it was like oh it's a really long shot so as long as you got like a little figure going <laughs> it's fine i think if you zoomed in on it it would look a bit ropey but yeah he jumps on the first one he leaves the door open so there's well, drivers yeah, there's in a the truck, truck behind, behind which behind is probably being him. driven
1: by someone who's like hey someone just ran really fast and jumped in the back of that truck
0: and that's the thing did he want that to happen so he could then attack them? Because they do. They they attack him. They pull him off the truck onto the roof. But only after the girl, yes. who he thinks is the hostage and who has this, you know, little frightened bird look and then proceeds to kick his ass halfway to France, <laughs> you know, smashes him out of the back of the truck. It's like, why did you go to the first one? Why didn't you go to the second one? What's going on here? And it was only so the second one could then pull up and then they throw Falcon on the second one and they're both fighting. And But, like, Falcon isn't over engineered. So, yes, he can fly, and he was doing cool things like they kicked him off the truck and he'd flare out his wings and then.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's important to remember. Like, Sam is just a guy. Like, he's a very fit soldier, but he's also like, he's, he doesn't have any special powers or anything. Yeah. His special thing is that he he knows how to use his wingsuit really well.
0: Yes, yes. And then Cap shows up. So they're yes. having a fight. Yes, he and does. It's like, the da, 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 here come the cavalry. And he jumps on. Now, I have a question, Stu, about yeah. the shield. Right, yes. And I, Look, I don't know if the Marvel comics predate Xena Warrior Princess. It's possible they might. I don't know these things. Uh, the
1: Captain America, Yep. who was first published during World War II, uh, it's, yes, I, I okay, would say that so, they probably do predate Xena by several okay. years.
0: A little bit before Xena. All right, that's fine. So Xena we- Xena's weapon was called the Chakram. And, uh, uh, sure, yes. And she would uh, fling it, and it was like a, a – <laughs> it was shield. It was like a <laughs> like ring. Lustily. It was like, A weaponized ring, and she would fling it. It would like zip, zap, zop around a bunch of bad guys
1: without slicing her hand open.
0: Exactly, and it never seemed to like slice other people open. It would like knock out their faces, but they never seemed to be bleeding or anything. It was
1: razor sharp, but it was it was like a batarang. It could it could bounce off surfaces and people depending on who she was throwing it at.
0: So this is my question about Captain America. He has this giant f off vibranium shield, which is vibranium supposed to be like really light? Is that is that its
1: or is um, it? It's meant to be light, strong, and also it, it like absorbs energy and and pushes it back out again. Okay, so that, that's why it can sort of bounce off things and and not and not lose momentum.
0: Yeah. So what was happening? As Spider Man
1: the- said, uh, th- that thing does not follow the laws of physics at all.
0: <laughs> so he he flings it at people. It hits them in the neck, in the neck, Stu, in the neck.
1: Yes, I imagine it hurts quite a bit.
0: And they sort of fall back a bit. But they're not spewing blood from their carotid artery, which sure, I Sure, but imagine. I mean, they
1: are. Like, but it's not, it doesn't have like a razor sharp edge. It has like a rounded edge. But
0: wouldn't that be enough to kill you?
1: The Possibly. Force. But, I mean, but don't forget, like they actually do, all of those people are super soldiers.
0: But Captain America, in other things, has been throwing that shield around at all sorts of people.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, at the start of, um, at the, start of uh, the Winter Soldier, actually, he takes on that boatload of pirates and really messes up several of them, actually. So, like, I feel like, yes, if he's going against normal guys, yeah, you're going to go down pretty hard.
0: That was my only thing. I was like, he, surely some of them would have been taken out by this shield, even though they were super soldiers.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you you would think so. I think it's more I, again the demands of the narrative rather than yes, any I, s- internal logic. <laughs> it's true.
0: everything is demands of the
1: narrative. I'm like, I mean, sure. Yes, exactly.
0: I know because the other thing was later on one of the – when the the super soldiers are all running away or they're flying away, and one of them sort of sacrifices himself to give them time to fly off. Yes, and he pushes a electricity pole down in front, brings down power lines in front of this yep. you know, convoy of. I don't even think they were police. I think they were like another malevolent force or something. The,
1: the power well, they, broker? They, yes, exactly. So they work for the power broker.
0: And he, who's that then?
1: In the Marvel comics anyway, um, he is like a black market superpowers dealer. So if, if you need some backyard superpowers, he's the guy to go to. If you, if you want to get strong and indestructible uh, and you don't particularly care whether you get cancer doing it, um, okay. he's the guy who will make it happen.
0: He's the guy making bathtub Viagra
1: exactly exactly right yes
0: <laughs> was he the guy who was pictured kind of on his phone going they got away is that who uh, we assumed? no
1: i think that well i think that's one like of his henchmen lackey. or something, or it yeah. remains to be seen. I don't know whether, uh, and, and we're jumping forward here, but I don't know whether Zemo is going to turn out to be the power broker.
0: Right, but, okay, yeah, because um, that was, was going to be
1: one of my questions. Because in the, in the comics they're, they're two different people, but they might have conflated the two for the series, I'm not sure.
0: Uh, I hope not, because I'm hoping that Zemo might be able to become a good guy.
1: Cause mm. he's, he's, I don't know about that.
0: He's kind of dishy and good-looking. Well, that's you know, true, yes. Um, he's played by Daniel Brühl, who I find mm. brooding and complicated. So I'm. <laughs> I'm all for him becoming a good guy, having like a redemptive arc narrative thing. Yeah. Except Bucky's already having a redemptive arc. Everyone's well, having Bucky's a redemptive,
1: the redemptive arc on a lock for this one, he, yes.
0: Everyone's having redemptive arcs, but it's very it's very attractive. That's, this is why. This is why we have problems. We love redemption arcs. That's just human nature. So, yes. Yeah, so just to get back to the super soldiers, so one of them throws himself in front of this cavalcade of, of guns and seems to be brought down by repeated, consistent.
1: Oh yeah, or, I mean, like, you know, I'm if you shoot Captain America, he'll die. Like, like he's not, none of them are bulletproof.
0: Hang on a second, Captain America has to be bulletproof. He's like run headfirst into Nazis and Serb, Slovenians, Sokovians, Sokovians.
1: Yeah. Hydra. No, 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 no. I mean, like, like his his suit has like armor on it. Like, like he has like body armor and stuff. But like. If you shoot Cap in the head, he will die. Like, it's, it gives you, like, increased strength and endurance and stuff like that. But if you shoot him a bunch of times, he will he will definitely go down, and so will okay. these guys.
0: All right. Yes, and that was the other thing I noticed about Captain America in that fight. He whipped out a gun.
1: He whipped he out a gun, started- which was actually – because that's – it was so fascinating. Because, yeah, he, he pulled a gun, and it felt weird. Really weird. Yeah. We've seen Steve Rogers, like, wield a gun – but in world war 2 and ever since it's only been the shield and that's that's such an important distinction is that mm. once he sort of wasn't directly fighting <laughs> the great war anymore he very rarely used a gun
0: and this is the thing it's so funny because america is such a gun culture i went of course the government would kit him out with high-powered pistols well and...
1: he's he's a he's a soldier like yes. he's he's literally a soldier and, and a modern soldier too and it makes sense it's going to be a very trying, important distinction
0: yeah and if you're trying to distinct like if you're trying to defeat someone and you're going you're having an enemy engagement you're not just about sort of bumping them off and going, it's okay, they all got up later. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah.
0: You don't want them to get up later. They're super soldiers. They're clearly doing some bad stuff. Yeah. It's um, like shit. So anyway, I I enjoyed that fight. I enjoyed the that little girl kicked your ass. Um. <laughs> the banter. And then have just the two the of banter them banter
1: in general. I, I really in- like the banter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and how they ended up in a field, like, rolling around each other. <laughs> and then they were walking back. They're so cool. Like, they're so cool. There's such a vibe of, like, the cool rebels from school and then kind sure. of the jocks going, hey, like, come on, guys, just work with us. We're the jocks. We're cool. And they're like, Let's screw you. We're too cool for you. Lighting up a cigarette kind of like, yeah, that's smokes <laughs> are not cool, kids. Smoking is not cool.
1: It would be amazing if, like, like Bucky cool. and Sam were just smoking the whole time. Yeah.
0: I feel like if Marvel had been set in the 50s, they would have been. Like just oh, everyone absolutely. Yeah, smoking. yeah,
1: Everyone would be smoking.
0: <laughs> Captain America for Camel Cigarette.
1: That would be how you get the super soldier serum.
0: <laughs> it's just caffeine. It's, the it's caffeine just, just and nicotine. nicotine.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Captain America needs some new gloves. These ones have gotten all orange stained. <laughs> yeah, the, the banter is really good. The whole there was a fantastic just from a cinematic perspective there was a great tracking shot i think they obviously had the cameras across the way in the back of a truck and they were just following them along as captain america and um uh hoskins kind of come up in their uh, car truck whatever it was and said come on guys you need get in and they just keep walking because they're just so cool they're like no we keep walking and eventually goes guys it's 25 miles to an airport like just get in and they kind of get over themselves a bit but yeah they're just doing that like tough we're cool. And, and Bucky and his constant staring. I think I forgot to write that down. But yeah, the, the theme of this episode was that uh, Bucky Barnes will stare at you until you're uncomfortable and more uncomfortable and beyond. Um, <laughs> it's his jam. And then, yes, when they, they ask about who Lamar Hoskins is, and he's like, I'm Battlestar, Captain America's partner.
1: And that's the last draw for Bucky.
0: <laughs> Bucky's just like, Battlestar? Stop the car! <laughs> I really enjoyed that moment.
1: <laughs> um, Battlestar, a, re- a real character from the comics. Really, um, real code names. That that's that's him. What's his? Uh, deal? Exactly what you see there. He's he's like the offsider of uh, like the U.S. agent or, or like Captain. This version of Captain America. John Walker. Yeah.
0: Good old fashioned all round name like Steve Rogers, John Walker.
1: Just that's it. You know,
0: clean cut. No. <laughs> You know, crazy, foreign-sounding names, no
1: <laughs> those strangely
0: misspelled first names.
1: Clean-cut blonde origin. men with guns and a shield.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Steve Rogers kind of stopped being blonde there for a while when Chris Evans kind of...
1: He did, and he grew his beard.
0: Grew his beard in, and he was all kind of shaggy and a little bit rough and just a little bit like, oh, you should come stay at my place because you're sad.
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry, did I say that out Um, yes. Yeah, so Battlestar stopped the car. I wrote down... Oh, therapy and their staring competition. Although it's not quite, it wasn't quite explained why Falcon had to be in on the therapy session. She just sort of said, "It's not a request, and
1: um, that, that therapist." Sure okay. I, I didn't write this. I meant to write this down, and I didn't. But that therapist might be the one of the worst therapists I've ever seen on on film. <laughs> like genuinely <laughs> terrible at her job. Really. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Explain yourself, sir. Do you not? Do you not think that she is one of the most unprofessional therapists you've ever seen? I mean, you could probably put her just below like Hannibal Lecter out of the sh- the TV show Hannibal, as like one of the worst therapists you can possibly have.
0: I've not seen the TV show of Hannibal.
1: Oh, oh, that's it's very good. It's is it? Yeah, it's the the first two seasons are very good, and then the third season is very strange. Okay,
0: how many? see Is that the one with Mads Mickelson?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, with Mads Mikkelsen. As, Aka uh,
0: um, Aka the uh, The Chief. Chief. Gosh, I'm terrible, aren't I? Okay. I had to wait a <laughs> few seconds to pull a James Bond villain name out. That's terrible. Yes. So I think that was pretty much the end of my. Oh, yes. I'm sure you probably will have this in your list, so we can jump to that if you like. But yeah, the cops, the the meeting Isaiah and the cops stopping them.
1: Yes. And yes. Then I, I finally... definitely have this on my list.
0: Yeah, and then finally meeting Zemo, uh, the Dishy Daniel Brew as I like to call him now. Basically just started calling him that, so I'm, I'm going to claim it. Um, <laughs> so, yes, do you want to jump onto your list?
1: Absolutely, yes, yeah, yeah, so let's get into it. So I, I started uh, my list with, hey, that, that new Capizora actually, no, no, I still hate him. Uh <laughs> Which I thought was really cool. I I was like, okay, so actually I really like what they're doing with him. I I was wondering how villainous they were going to go with him, whether he was going to be a complete dickhead or whether he was going to be like, you know, whether he was genuinely going to be heroic and and all that sort of thing. And they're kind of threading the needle on him, which I really like. I like that he's, in many ways, he sounds like he's the guy who probably should be the successor to Captain America. He's got three... Mm. You know, he has a distinguished service record. He's, you know, he's not just some guy. He's like a, a proper, you know, genuine super soldier in many ways. And yet he is still kind of a dickhead, which I quite liked. Well, it's not clear cut. It's like, yeah. yeah, we hate this guy, but also like maybe he is Captain America,
0: but he's also not, no, He's not well, Captain he, America. Yeah. It, it was really interesting when they revealed him as this, you know, massively committed, successful military guy, you know, a lot of quarters in america love the military like that's the be all and end all so Just, they can, yeah exactly and they can get behind you know someone going well if someone's like steve rogers was in the army so it makes sense that they go back to the army and recruit their next
1: sure. captain in america so was sam it should be pointed out like sam was served and he's currently in the military so yeah,
0: he's air force or something isn't he isn't, he? isn't yeah, yeah yeah he was there, an air force like,
1: uh, medevac guy
0: yes not to take anything away from sam i guess what i mean is they're you can see the parallels, why they go, well, we want someone who's, like, really strong, really successful and has kind of an impeccable record that we can hold up as, like, you know, maintaining the bright, shining American values. Mm, exactly. like they literally called the episode The Star-Spangled Man, and I think yes. that was really relevant to how he's perceived. It's like, well, of course, you have to – if we're going to bestow this ca- title of Captain America on you, you have to have earned it. You can't just be a – as I said, someone from Central Casting, which is what I was under the impression that he would be, just like a – kind of like how Cap started out, is just buy war bonds and
1: – Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I, I wasn't thinking that only because I know who the character was. But, yeah, yeah. you that, that, that's that's definitely, like, a thing that you could probably have thought is, is that, yeah, have they just cast some guy? Like, is he just, like, an actor? Mm. Or can he actually fight? And, yeah, like, we find out today, like, no, he's a soldier. Like, he uses that shield – really well he's been practicing he he mm. can throw it around I mean almost better than Steve could like you know he's really using it mm. he kind of has to because he's not a super soldier himself so
0: yeah and they the actually fact, yeah. sh- show him like when he does a chin-up off the back of the truck it's a bit hard for him yeah he's like really hefting and I felt a lot of empathy for him because I also have been trying to do pull-ups at the gym <laughs> and I can't do pull-ups like regular pull-ups or even ones where you sit on a band, I have to use the pull-up machine oh, where you're right, sort yeah. of counterweighted.
1: The, the, the platform, yeah. Yeah,
0: so you have to like, you know, it's a lo- I love using it. It makes me feel super cool,
1: um, <laughs> except for the
0: fact that if there wasn't a platform there, I would fall to my death probably. Sure. But they're really hard. And so that sort of muscle tension of going, you know, I sort of went, oh, they've played that really well to show that he can't just, you know, Chris Evans freaking held a helicopter By his arm, you know, and yes, they showed him really hanging onto it, but at the same time,
1: yes, exactly, yeah, no, it's it's definitely something that, um, you know, it 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 provides an instant visual signifier that something is different here he's wearing captain a a version of a captain america costume but it's not the captain america we know Mm. which i really liked i thought that was um it was a good choice and i I, like like i said i think that'll that'll come into play i think the fact that he's not he can't necessarily hold his own against super soldiers is going to come into play
0: yeah for sure
1: the next thing on my list was uh bucky and sam need to kiss already Uh, (laughs) there is <laughs> uh, there is a lot of sexual tension there and I feel like uh, they really need to just get it get it out in the open they have a lot of great chemistry and I, I love the banter bringing them together just made this it elevated this episode so much above episode one yeah the decision not to bring them together in episode one I guess paid off because like I was sitting there going I want them to interact like they're they're my two you know they're they're two frenemies. Yes. Uh, we need them to bounce off each other. Um, we didn't get any of that in episode one, so the fact that we got that uh, a lot in this episode was fantastic. I loved it a lot. Mm. The next item on my list was Black Super Soldier. So this is uh, pretty massive, really. They've um...
0: Oh Isaiah, yes. Isaiah, yes. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So where we now know that in the fifties there was a Black Captain America, uh, which is pretty yes. cool. Yes. I...
0: So this is what I couldn't quite work out with him because. I actually went back and watched that that bit again to see if I could work it out because it kind of sounded like in one reading of it to me almost sounded like and I don't I just might have gotten confused that he was like a test run because they kept they he talked about them testing him yeah, um, so, so it kind so of what... came out that he was like a test run and then they figured out what went wrong and then gave the super serum to Steve which made me think oh he's like even older, like he's the no, same no, age
1: as Bucky. No, no, no. no. So, so, so he was one of the experiments that they did after Steve disappeared. So, right. So, because, so the thing is, like, Steve was one of a kind. Like, he was the one super soldier that they got, like, like, they used the Vita Rays, they used the super soldier serum, they did everything properly, and it all worked, and he was a super soldier. He's the ideal. Like, he's the the one time it just worked. Yeah. Then the uh, Doctor Erskine was assassinated, and and sort of he, the uh, method for making more super soldiers kind of died with him. And ever since, the the U.S. government in the Marvel universe has been trying to replicate the process. That they've succeeded in various ways, and Isaiah Bradley was one of their big successes. Like so, they they managed to get a version of of the super soldier serum that basically gave him Captain America powers.
0: So he's in the comics.
1: So he is in the comics. Um, ah. He hasn't been around for super long. So he was, he's was he been around since about the early 2000s. Okay. Um, there's been comic books featuring him, and, and he sort of has been around as, as like a black Captain America. The thing with this, though, is that in the MCU, they they sort of make it explicit that once he was done fighting, and, and it looks like he was mostly active during the Korean War, mm. um, so once he was sort of done fighting, they took him and, and – put him in prison for 30 years and experimented on him which is why he's so angry yeah. and is another sort of way that this show is into is sort of interrogating Commenting
0: on yeah, yeah like the, like, um, the way black
1: people are treated compared to white people in america and the Tuskegee uh, t- experiments, t- me- yeah, exactly. syphilis
0: experiments, I think. They were all told they had syphilis, I think.
1: No, no, they, they were told they were uh-huh. getting syphilis treatments, but they were not. And the, the point of the experiment was to see what would happen if you just let syphilis go nuts. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. Which, and I think, you know, the and answer is very bad. Yeah, very bad. Very, very bad. So yeah, well that and that gave me a lot of vibes and I went oh what's this reminding me of and it, it uh, gave me Watchmen vibes in the yes, way that Yes actually
1: yeah yeah a lot of a lot yeah. of uh, big big Watchmen vibes actually I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was partially conscious on the on the part of the filmmakers.
0: Mm. They're just that sort of historic using African Americans as test subjects and as easily dispensable.
1: Yeah. Kind you, of you,
0: like, well, we've got this experimental serum. Let's give it to this black guy because it's a test. So if there's something that goes wrong, it's fine. And yeah, and exactly all the horror right. that that entails.
1: And it's interesting because if you do the so someone's done the maths online and they've they've figured out that if he spent 30 years in prison and he was active during the 50s, that puts him out of prison during the 80s, which in the MCU was right around the time Howard Stark started messing around with super soldier serum.
0: In the 80s.
1: Yes, according to the time like like from the timeline that we know. But
0: uh, I thought they were doing it in the 40s or 30s.
1: Yeah, 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 but but when when he sort of started up again, basically. Oh, okay. Which I don't know, I don't know whether that's going to tie in or whether that's just like a coincidence, but you know that'll be interesting. Another fun little, could be an Easter egg, could be a signpost of something to come. That's Isaiah Bradley, is the is the character that we saw. Yep. Um, and there's also a young man with him. Yes. Who I'm pretty sure we, we he calls Elijah, so th- we're pretty sure that that is actually uh, Eli Bradley who in the comics is a member of the Young Avengers uh, called Patriot.
0: Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I love that with, you know, imagine getting the call up and you're like, you're going to be this guy for no reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then like, reading some comic books might and going, something. It might hang not. on a
0: second. <laughs> But yes, yeah,
1: so so like you know, in in one division we had Wiccan and Speed set up. In this one, we potentially yes. have Patriot set up. So feel, and we know that um. Oh, uh, were
0: they young? They're Young Avengers as well. They're
1: Young Avengers as well. Ah. So there's definitely a, a sense that perhaps a Young Avengers team is forming in the periphery of these shows.
0: So here's the question then: What's his power, Patriot? What's his superpower? his a uh,
1: well, he, he's basically um sort of like captain america he has uh, enhanced you know strength and speed He he's, he has a version of the super soldier um, so sort of.
0: is is that then does that mean that it's hereditary if you have so if he's like isaiah's son or grandson then the idea is that he's passed that super strength on through his turbocharged sperm
1: no i don't think he inherited it in the comics anyway that maybe that that's what they'll go with uh for the mcu but yeah, no, I think I think he takes
0: which means what I'm telling you, Stu, where I'm leading yep. to with this, is that Steve Rogers went back in time and if Steve if Steve Rogers Peggy
1: ah, and, like, yes, he I had a baby
0: hmm? and then another like, you know, then Chris Evans could make a comeback as his own like grandson or whatever.
1: <laughs> do you
0: see what I mean? You see yes, where I'm going I with this? I
1: do see exactly what you mean, and I I, I like where your head's at. That's very, that's I a know very that comic Chris... thing.
0: I know that Chris, well, comics are just soap operas, Stu, let's face it. They're soap
1: operas with slightly more punching.
0: I'm I'm (laughs) slightly less crying, slightly more punching. Um, I'm just working off soap opera logic, which would state that, you know, if you're going to come back, travel in time or something or be your ancestor, you play that person and you look exactly the same as them.
1: Yes. (laughs) I'm
0: calling it here. I'm just putting that line in the sand. You know, the Dick Van Dyke cameo appearance didn't happen. Maybe this will.
1: Sure, exactly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> back to issue sorry
1: i interrupted no 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 that's all right uh, so I uh, yeah yeah I, I just thought all all of that was quite well done and, and quite unnerving the idea that like there's just been a, a black captain america and he was in prison for 30 years and now he lives in a in a crappy house somewhere i i think that's there's, impl- there's implications to that that's going to be um interesting the next time on my list was uh bucky understood that reference which was very fun. Just the little banter at the start about him understanding what the Hobbit was because he knew what Gandalf was.
0: Oh yes, that was really cute. I read. So like, how do you know
1: Gandalf? He's like, I read it in 1937 when it came out. <laughs> Such a hipster, how Bucky. <laughs>
0: that was a fun. Yes, that was a. fun. That was book.
1: very cool. Mm. I, I also like the idea of um, the, the the big three. Uh, what is it? Yes, uh, w-
0: aliens and. Aliens, androids, and, and wizards.
1: wizards. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, you know, it's definitely a situation in this in this case where uh, it's very likely that a wizard did it.
0: Yes, yes. So what I mean, who are the androids? Like Alien is one thing, but who are the androids?
1: Um, well, I mean, Vision's technically an android. He's yeah,
0: synth- uh, no, he's a vibranium synthesoid. Vibranium synthesoid. You...
1: That's true, but he is. Uh, ah,
0: do I have to correct you an- every time? He
1: would time. fall into the android class, I would argue. <laughs> Just as you could argue, Doctor Strange does fall into the wizard uh, category, even though he does not wear a hat.
0: Yes, but I did like that excuse. A sorcerer is just a wizard without a hat. (laughs) It's pretty good.
1: It was very good. I also had, did Bucky just forget that he has this steady appointment that he needs to make or, or else he'll be arrested? Like what was going on there?
0: Oh, uh, I feel he just like... just sort of
1: forgot. Like, that like that, that was, felt the only, like, plot contrivance to me. It was yeah, like, that it, feels like he would remember that.
0: It didn't kind of make sense how he just kind of went into the... Falcon turned up to go on his mission to Munich. Yes. And he's obviously... On what
1: like, I assume is an army base.
0: Yes, because of all the <laughs> Cap is back posters that have just sprung up overnight. And then... Yeah. yeah, Bucky just kind of walks up to him, going, "Hey, you shouldn't have given up the shield." And it's like, "Well, how did he get on the base? Like, I know he's been yeah. pardoned, but is he allowed on army bases?
1: Like, yeah, exactly. Is, like, yeah.
0: Has his pardon gone that far? And then, and then
1: why would they let him on the plane? Like, yeah, like fair enough. They, he wants to go on the plane. Like, why would they let him?
0: He just stares at people, and they're like, "Okay, sir. It's
1: like, all if, right. So, if sir, you make can... you stop staring at me, I'll let you yeah. get on the plane.
0: It was, yeah, that was a bit contrived, but I guess you need again efficient storytelling means you just sort of. Do it and move on and hope nobody yeah. notices and is a pedantic nitpicker like we are.
1: Exactly. And then the final thing on my list was Zemo. Uh, we mm. get a quick little shot of uh, Daniel Bruhl, who's going to be uh, more heavily involved in the in the next few episodes. Uh, so yeah, I'm no, looking forward to that. I, I really like I really like this version of Zemo. I think he's great.
0: Zemo. Face turn. Face turn.
1: Uh, Be, a Be a good guy. Be a good guy. don't know.
0: Or at least a conflicted kind of half good. Or, but.
1: Well, I, I tell you what, I hope they don't go full Hannibal Lecter with him because that wasn't what worked about him in Civil War. And it's, yeah, they don't need to do that here. <laughs>
0: and the other thing I was going to mention is when Bucky and Sam were having their staring contest in therapy and they said, he said, why would you give up the shield? Steve trusted you with that shield and you have betrayed him and if he if he was wrong about you then he's wrong about maybe he's wrong about me yeah and i felt like wow huge revelation in two minutes
1: <laughs> I, I, it's, it's a hell of a breakthrough <laughs> yes. people people spend thousands of dollars to get that sort of breakthrough <laughs> that's right
0: uh so yes i thought that was quite you know again efficient thanks doc for making it weird <laughs> just the way they were like locking thighs and stuff was was uh, lots of fun <laughs> But as you say,
1: they, they just need to kiss.
0: Just need to kiss. Fight and kiss. Fight and kiss. All right. So we've got the power broker still to be revealed. Yes. I hope
1: that's it possibly not Zemo. already. Yeah, possibly already revealed. I hope not. I hope it's not Zemo. I
0: feel like it doesn't. I feel like that doesn't ring true that it would be Zemo. Zemo's no. yeah. He's he's kind of coming in as the Hannibal Lecter. I know a lot about crazy super soldier people and scientists and mad experiments. That's where I will help you. <laughs> As long as you get me a, some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs>
1: um,
0: oh, yes. And then the cops, Um. when they were arguing on the street after seeing Isaiah and the cops stopped Bucky and Sam. Is he bothering you, sir? Is he bothering you? And it was just one of those moments of like, ah, no. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I feel like.
1: It almost felt too on the nose. But then I. I it is a comic book. Show. So, I mean, I I feel like they they left subtlety behind a long time ago.
0: Well, true. But also, do you think it was sort of probably influenced or at least sort of punched up as a theme with a capital T given Black Lives Matter and george floyd last year and like really i mean obviously race oh, yeah. America is always, always a dominant well, I mean, narrative but i you know that probably would have given it an extra reason to include that that oh i didn't recognize you without your goggles like oh that's what makes you <laughs> an okay human is when you have your goggles and you're a hero <laughs> like
1: yeah exactly <gasps> um, but but yeah no i i think i think that this show is is interrogating what it means to be like african-american and and also you know what that means for sam specifically how, how that makes him different to bucky or steve
0: and there was that interesting moment when isaiah was talking about um you people i suppose it's not like that for you people and then bucky later said oh he said you people and and sam was like oh no he didn't he didn't mean that and he said no no hydra hydra is my people uh, yeah yeah that's what he was referring to i think i wrapped my head around who he was talking about with you people but it was lots of <laughs> I might need to go back and watch it again but yeah it was essentially thinking oh no he wasn't calling you a racist no he and and Bucky's like no no no, he was just calling me like you know a genocidal mad villainist
1: yeah that's it
0: (laughs) so it's interesting the way that they're talking about race without ever mentioning it you know without ever mentioning the word race it's it's a really as I said economical storytelling and efficient
1: yeah, I mean, we get it. Like, like they, they they haven't, like, come out and said it, but they haven't needed to. Like, they, they've, yes. they've shown, not told, which is Yes, good. yes That's what exactly. you want to do.
0: That's right. That's essentially good writing.
1: This was uh, this was a very good episode. I liked it a lot. I yeah. liked it a lot. Um, and I liked it a lot more than the season premiere, which I still liked quite a bit. So mm. I, I found this, like, a really pleasant watch. I, I liked it a lot.
0: It was fun. And I, I am looking forward to next week, considering next week will be, you know, the halfway point. So...
1: Yeah, if there's six episodes, I was pretty, yeah, I meant to check that, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting close.
0: Yeah, it's really just about them and their hunting down of super soldiers and why are the super soldiers there and what that might lead to, I guess. It's interesting just consider, like, thinking about it, which and it makes sense, like, I'm not trying to be all up in my high horse here, but WandaVision was that intense personal story about grief and that, but, you know, it turns out she's got massive – mega, mega powers, whereas the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is kind of a geopolitical, you know, strategic story. Yeah, well, yeah uh, exactly,
1: exactly. A post,
0: post-blip post world on a global scale because you've got these flag smashes and they reference this time the Global Recovery Council. I, I love they sure. did that thing. I did that thing where, like, John Walker's talking about the GRC and then Sam goes, the Global Recovery Council is doing that, sure, but then why are you like... <laughs> And there was another moment where he said, do you remember the last time, Bucky, that you did this? Well, let me let me update you in case you forgot. This is what happened, like, very much. Here's some exposition, audience, in case you forget. And I appreciated that because I had forgotten. Yeah,
1: well, exactly, exactly. There, there's stuff there for everyone.
0: Sometimes there's no way to write that without directly going, here's why you suck. Um.
1: <laughs> well, it's important to bear in mind, though, that this was going to be the first one out of the gate. Like, like th- this was going to be the first show. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then WandaVision sort of leapfrogged it just because they got theirs in the can faster and then COVID happened. So it was going to be Black Widow and then this show. Right. And then, and then WandaVision was slated for, for much later. Interesting. So, you know, we, we've kind of gotten a bit weirdly out of order, but I'm kind of glad that we did because Division kind of set the benchmark of, yeah, we can go really weird with this. Mm. And then it's it's almost nice to sort of go back to almost like the, the base standard.
0: Yes. And that's sort of what I was saying. Like Division is all about a very intimate small story of grief, but it turns out the person involved in it has like the biggest powers. Whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier is kind of this big worldwide Uh uh-oh super serum and people unhappy with the people return from the blip and as i said sort of geopolitics and then uh one world one people and then it's by two guys who are you know avengers and they're strong and they're good and they're fast but they're not like scarlet witch powerful
1: exactly yeah yeah they're they're two lower tier superheroes
0: so yeah it's just interesting like men with less power deal with broad political stuff women (laughs) have all the power and deal with personal stories of grief (laughs) <laughs> that was just me comparing it in my mind. No, no judgment either. Is, there, I is there a greater
1: insight there? Who knows? No,
0: I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it it, it makes sense because of who the characters are. Like Wanda is a witchy who was in my vision <laughs> and he was taken away from her. Like it's all following their character arcs. It's just it's just an interesting observation that I made to myself.
1: Sure.
0: That if, you know, if there's a you know, some sort of convention that I could take that to, flesh it out a bit, present it. I'd be happy to write it up as an essay.
1: Uh, <laughs> In this TED Talk, I will.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, well, I think we've covered most everything with that episode. Any final thoughts?
1: No, no, just just that I, I, I thought this was a real step up from episode one and episode one wasn't bad itself. So I think that the series is doing pretty well so far.
0: And bring on episode three.
1: Absolutely. Sue, Three of so six, much. which I have just double-checked. It's six episodes. It is yes, six. Right. So we're hitting the, the midpoint already.
0: I know. So quick. Uh, if you would like to call in, you can do that by finding at Disco Stew on Twitter or at Girl Clumsy on Twitter. You can hit us up on Facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne. And, of course, if you are very keen to uh, support the podcast and other stuff that uh, we do is Patreon.com slash Girl Clumsy. And a big shout-out to all my marvellous patrons for continuing their support in this um, strange, strange time of strangeness in my own personal life and (laughs) trying to diversify and have income streams so I don't die. I very, very much appreciate uh, patron support and indeed have for this this past year. Thank you so much, patreon.com slash girlclumsy. That's it for this episode we will see you next week for episode three of wild stallion and the sexy guy still don't have an outro what was the outro gonna be
1: (laughs) i I was just trying to remember
0: expert podcast hosts nat and we will be back next week with episode three of falcon and the sexy guy see you next